don't do this stuff with your self-directed IRA. <laughs> we got a do's list, right? Buy rental real estate, invest in things you know, invest in private funds and startups. There's all these cool things people are doing. But we're seeing things happening and there's cases out there of things people have screwed up. With your self-directed IRA, always treat it as if it was not your money. I already did this with my IRA. Is that okay? Because if that answer is no, that's not good for your they're account. Gonna, gonna, there's a button under their desk yeah. that they're going to hit. And, you know. Yeah, the trap door is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Directed IRA podcast with Mark Kohler, yours truly, and the amazing Matt Sorensen. Excited to talk about the topic that, that is really taking the country by storm. And that is using your IRA, your 401k, investing in what you know best. But today's topic is <laughs> let's not do certain things. Let's not screw it up. Yeah, there's some things we want you to know. Don't do this stuff with your self-directed IRA. <laughs> we got a do's list, right? <laughs> Buy rental real estate, invest in things you know, invest in private funds and startups. There's all these cool things people are doing. But we're seeing things happening and there's cases out there of things people have screwed up. And so we want to give you the don'ts list. Don't do this with your self-directed IRA. Because if you do this stuff, you're going to lose the self-directed IRA tax preferred status. It's a distribution. There's penalties. It's all the stuff you don't want. So pay attention because we want to let you know the don'ts. And see, and this is what plays into Wall Street's message. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, uh, I won't say names that have shows on on. CNBC and, uh, and Fox and all this. And they're, they, they scare everybody. Don't self-direct. You'll screw it up. Trust us. Just give us your money. We'll put it in ETF or take, you know, money under management. We, we know better than you. You're an idiot. And that's their message because they lean on these cases. They lean on these things people do that they shouldn't and then say, none of you should self-direct because they don't want the money going into a self-directed custodian or a trust company like ours where you can turn around and invest in what you know best. They don't make money on that. So their message is going to be scary, scary, scary. And people are doing these things and it's disastrous. Well, we want to give you the handbook. We want to give you some of these little rules that if you follow these, oh my gosh, the whole the, a world opens up to you that of great returns and great flexibility and bigger wealth than you've ever imagined inside your retirement account. So today's show, we got a list. Yeah. I think this, there's like this overriding principle I want to say. If you follow this like overriding principle, your self-directed IRA is going to be okay. Even your solo 401k. Okay. This is the golden rule. This is the golden rule. Use your self-directed account to invest in things because it's a good investment period. Mm -hmm. If you invest in stuff with your IRA, because you get to personally use the asset because you're personally going to make money because you're trying to help yourself or help a family member or something like this, you're going to blow the rules. The, re- the retirement account rules are designed to help you invest your account to grow it for retirement. And Congress put all these restrictions in to say, but if you're using it to benefit yourself, to personally make money, to benefit a certain family member, it's going to violate the rules and you're going to distribute your account. Okay. Now so I gotta, do it simply because of the good investment. I love it. That's your golden rule. I got, golden I, rule. I got a, a platinum rule oh, or yes. silver rule. Which, okay. one, which one's better than yours? Platinum? I think or, platinum would be over gold. Yeah. Would it be over gold? Okay. Well, it's not silver. We know okay. that. All right. <laughs> I, I, I've watched the Olympics. <laughs> it's not that. It's not bronze. We definitely don't want bronze. Okay. All right. Here, here. I, I throw this out as platinum. You can endorse it. Okay. Not. Here's the platinum rule. With your self-directed IRA, always treat it as if it was not your money. It, it's not your money. It's not your uh, uh, you, you can't use it to take a tax write-off. You can't use it to benefit yourself. You can't play games with it. Play like it's 
my money. Play like I don't even want to say your mom's money, but it's, <laughs> it's someone else's money. Some of you dirty rotten scoundrels would rip your mom off. I bet. But, but no, it's not your money. And everybody puts it in this LLC or they have a, a directed IRA and they're like, woo, I've got all the, you know, it, it's not your money. You got to treat it sacred. Yeah. I don't know. Do you like that rule? That's a good one. I like that one. Maybe it's golden rule number two. Did it make, yeah. it didn't make platinum status. It didn't make, I mean, let's just say it was, records you have to sell. To get it platinum? was gold in another event. Oh, okay. You know, right. it was like the freestyle <laughs> or the breaststroke. You got golden both. All right. You're Michael Phelps. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's get to the first one. I don't like, and we hear this one quite a bit. I'm out there speaking. I hear this one. The most other companies talk about it. I call it the reciprocal lending. Don't do this one. Okay. Some people say, Hey, Mark, you got 50 grand in your IRA. I got 50 grand in my IRA, but I can't take it out because I'll have a distribution. So how about I lend you $50,000 from my IRA to you? And then you lend me 50 grand from your IRA to me. So at the end of the day, we both have 50,000 out of our IRAs. And we can do whatever we want. And, and I'll pay you back. You'll pay me back. Yeah. Or we'll just like, we'll cancel it. We won't pay back our IRAs. You can't do that. Okay. Your IRA, this is a primitive transaction. It's called a stepped transaction. If you say, hey, my IRA is going to go transact with another person. And then that person has to do something for me personally back. That's going to cause a prohibited transaction every time. So if I tell Mark, I'll lend you money from my IRA, but you've got to lend me money personally from your IRA, that's going to cause a stepped prohibited transaction. And I'm going to add this little bonus to this. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. In effect, what I know you're trying to do is get the money out of your IRA so you can go do business, buy a boat. Whatever. (laughs) People, we want to build your Roth IRA. We want it to grow. We want that to snowball in value. And you borrowing it from someone else, loaning it to someone else, that's not reaching the end game. The end game is to build the Roth, not suck it out with some sort of loan quid pro quo with your brother-in-law. So it's just not something you want to do anyway. It doesn't make financial sense. Plus, it'll blow up your IRA. All right, number two. All right, using a property personally. Real estate is the most common asset to be owned in a self-directed mm. IRA. We love it. I've done it. Mark's done it. We've had 10,000 plus clients do this with their self-directed IRA. But hold up. My Roth owns an Airbnb. Cool. I can't stay there? Can't stay there. Well, hold up. But I'll pay rent like everyone else. Well, that's a prohibited transaction. Damn it. If you pay <laughs> your own IRA, you're what's called the disqualified person. We've got a whole show on prohibited transactions. Go back to the podcast history. Mm. That's what's called a prohibited transaction. You can't pay your own IRA. That's why I say the IRA has to be doing this for investment purposes, not for personal use or benefit. And it is the short-term rentals where this has caused more problems because people hit that. They're like, well, Matt, no one was even to stay there for a week. I had it, this Airbnb. No one was even there. And I paid fair market value rent. And I paid fair market value rent. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You just engaged in a primitive oh, transaction. Okay. But, but, okay. but couldn't I – go stay there and work on it a little bit. And I, and, and no one knows I even went there yeah. <laughs> and I and go stay and work on it. I can do that. This is always the follow-up question, right? And <laughs> if this is an attorney client privilege conversation, it's okay to ask these questions, <laughs> yeah. but don't call up your IRA custodian or directed IRA. Like, I did this. Was that okay? By the way, that's another dumb thing. Don't do that with directed IRA and other company, but I already did this with my IRA. Is that okay? Cause if that answer is no, that's not good for your they're account. Gonna, they're gonna, there's a button under their desk yeah. that they're going to hit, and you know, yeah, the trap door is going to go <laughs> down. Your IRA goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you ever seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, you're going down a shoot of chocolate, and you ain't coming back. Yeah, you know, so this so is not good. These are good questions for your lawyer. It's attorney-client privilege conversation, but um, oh no, let's go there. Let's yeah. say with the rest of this list too. If you've already done some of these things, 
Yes. Okay. That that's kind of a different topic. Yeah. We're telling you what not to do. We know some of you are listening, going, uh, "I already did that." Um, I want to restate what Matt said. Don't call the trust company or custodian and say, "Hey, I did this. What should I do?" Because they're trained to say, "You're toast." Because if they don't, under audit with the banking commissioner, the uh, regulators of three different, mm-hmm. four different company regulators, federal to state, the custodian's now in trouble because they knew you did something wrong and now they're covering it up for you. So don't call them. It's kind of like calling the IRS up going, hey, I took a write off. I shouldn't have. Is that okay? What do I do? And the IRS is going to be like, what are you, idiot? So call the law firm. Call the law firm and go, all right, I did this. What are my options? And there are options. Uh, and you yeah. want to have an attorney-client call about that because uh, every fact pattern can be different. And then you can say, all right, here's how we'll proceed. So, yeah. All right. So, all right. Here's another one. Don't make an investment with your IRA because you get paid. And this is the real estate agents listening. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, my IRA bought a property. It was a good deal for my IRA. That was my whole intent was for my IRA to just buy a good property. But I'm an agent. And they offered a 3% buyer's agent commission. So I took the 3% buyer's agent commission. That's a primitive transaction. Don't do that. Oh, but my IRA uh, did some hard money lending. And there's this little network. And I get a little kickback from the hard money lender personally for referring loans. And my IRA didn't loan. So I got a little commission from this promissory note broker. Eh. Not good. Not good. Nope. Um, even I've had this one come up, you know, my IRA is going to invest in this company. And then when I do, my wife works in the business and her salary is going to go up. So they're mm. raising money and I get a little, she gets a little sweetener if we can come in with X amount of dollars, which is going to comprise half of my IRA. Not going to work. There's even cases on that exact example too of people saying, hey, I work for this company. We're raising capital. It's a small business or a startup. I happen to be one of the key people. And if I raise X amount of dollars, I get X amount of compensation in the business. And so anything that's tied to you personally making money because your IRA invests is going to be prohibited. Yeah. Now, on that note, let's just just for two seconds. So if you don't, you know, freak out and hit DEFCON 3 is you can invest in that company. You can invest in your company Mm -hmm. generally, because obviously you're going to be a minority position and you could work in the company uh, in these types of examples. You just can't receive a personal bonus or salary increase or promotion because of it. Also, you could if it was your brother's IRA or a Mm -hmm. non-prohibited IRA. So it doesn't mean that going out and getting people to invest in that company is bad with IRAs. It's just that your IRA or your spouse's IRA or Mm. your kid's IRA or your mom's IRA. So, So again, it's not. The, the transaction itself, it's, it's just who's in it. Yeah, it's just that you're getting the benefit back because your IRA did it or your yeah. spouse's IRA. So yeah. um, great distinction there. All right, here's another one. This one happened in a tax court case that was recent. It was actually a self-directed person here in Arizona. It wasn't one of our clients, but um, <laughs> guy was buying real estate with his IRA, okay. making good money on him, and he was taking all the deductions and the expenses for buying these properties on his personal 1040. Oof. But he wasn't claiming the income because his IRA bought it. But he was writing off all of his travel and Who was paying contractors. The, the IRAs were paying the expenses The IRA too? was paying for it. Oof. And he's wow. like, well, my IRA doesn't get to take the expense. So he thought, oh, I've got receipts for these expenses. Man. I've incurred them and effectively. Isn't orange the new black for that guy? I mean, yeah. yeah. So Oof. he got 
audited because the IRS is like, well, what are these properties? And this is a guy doing his own tax return too. Oh. So bless him. <laughs> oh you, know. My gosh. you know, that's, that's how this stuff happens. You know, mm. he like basically did the, the this was like the, the alley-oop to the IRS for a primitive transaction. <laughs> yeah. This was like, some guy got a all promotion. right, here it's going. I'm throwing it right next to the rim. You just got to jump up there and slam it home. You know? <laughs> so that's oh what the gosh. IRS did. He got audited and he had a, he has lost his self-directed IRA. He had a primitive transaction, distributed his IRA. So remember, when your IRA is doing things, your IRA is making the money. Your IRA gets the rent. Your IRA gets the gain. Your IRA is paying for the expenses. There's nothing happening on your 1040. Like Mark said at the beginning, to think of this like it's not you. It's someone else. And that's true because your IRA doesn't go on to your 1040. Yep. Just like when your IRA is buying a mutual fund or stock, you never had to put something on your 1040. It's the same when it's doing self-directed assets like real estate or a private company or fund or lending money, whatever you're doing. It's not coming back over here on your 1040. Make sure you're being clean between that because like this guy, if you jack it up and you start putting the wrong stuff on your 1040, you get audited. And they're like, and they're going to start asking questions. And then this stuff unravels. Now, I didn't plan on going here, but I, this is a perfect inroad to this. Here's the 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 um, the backlash or the um, the comment that'll come back to us when we say that. Well, if I don't get the depreciation or the write offs, why am I even buying real estate with my IRA? Okay, <sighs> it's because you're getting a better rate of return. Just because you don't get the write offs and your IRA gets the write offs, but it doesn't matter because it's not going to pay tax anyway. That's okay. Keep your eye on the ball. And I'm so sick of promoters out there that are in this the real estate industry that poo-poo real estate in IRAs or 401ks. Can I say poo-poo on the show? That's is that I think we still term? can keep our PG rating can for poo-poo. Poo? They poo-poo. Yeah. They go, you don't want to buy rental properties in your IRA because you don't get depreciation. I'm not buying that real estate in my IRA for depreciation. I'm buying it because I'm getting a 15 to 20% ROI in the long run with cash flow and equity pay down and mortgage, sorry, mortgage pay down and equity growth. My, my that rental properties as golden in my IRA. Yeah. I don't care about the depreciation or the write-offs. Let it go. Yes. <laughs> Let it go. Let, Let it go. A little frozen there. Yeah. Okay. So then, like, if I can get a 15% return better than the 8% annual return I was getting with the mutual funds, that's what we're talking about. We're trying mm. to grow and have a larger retirement account at the end of the day. Here's another way I like to describe it with people like, like, well, I don't get depreciation. You do get depreciation. But remember this. Your IRA does not pay tax. It's in an area. It's in this world where there's no taxes on the income or on the gain when you sell a property. That's why there's no depreciation because there's no taxable income. Yeah. Do you, would you rather live in a world of no tax? It's so where depreciation doesn't matter. Yep. Who cares about it if it's in a ta no tax? <laughs> no, I've got you got a you got a complex one here. I'm excited to hear about, but I frankly I really am. Um, it, it's a new one that we're seeing more and more. But let me throw out another easy one, um, and that is kind of I'm going to call it the the reimbursements. Where you may say, oh, my IRA LLC bank account, I didn't have the debit card with me, or I didn't have the checkbook with me, or mm. I'm going to open up the bank account. I just got scolded for this the other day. I'm going to open up the bank account for my IRA and put money in, but then I'll have the IRA and reimburse me. So, it, and, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to take away the IRA's money. I'm not taking the write-off. It, it's just it was out of convenience. I needed to put money in the bank account and the IRA and reimburse me, or the IRA, you know, or vice versa. It, Technically, you may think that's it washes out. You didn't rip anybody off, 
but it's messy. Yeah. And the IRS is going to say, even though you corrected it on day two uh, or thought it was okay and you just did it, it is technically prohibited. And the IRS can go, done, game over. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And so like with those of you that have the IRLC, make sure that is clean. If there's ever an audit and they're, they're rare, but I've seen a few of them over the years, you know, we've had 10,000 plus clients, but I've seen a few of them. That's what they asked for. I want the bank checking account statement. And they go through that and they're like, Oh, personal transfer of money. Oh, a check written to Matt Sorensen from Matt Sorensen's IRA. Oh, you know, not a good deal. They don't like that. So uh, make sure that bank account is clean. Now, there is a prohibited transaction exception. It's in section 4975 D10. There's a prohibited transaction exemption for reasonably incurred expenses by a disqualified person that are reimbursed. So, but that is the exception when you make a mistake, not a way to operate your IRA LLC or your self-directed IRA. So you've got to be super careful on that. Um, only use it when there's truly a mistake. Don't get into this is the way I just operate this. And I would recommend to, you can't be in this area um, and it's, a, it's such a fun area. We have clients that are outperforming Wall Street time and time again. And and it's in there. And they've got the the fortitude. They've got the skill set for that. Self-directing isn't for everybody. We know that. Um, but for those that are in this space, um, you've got to know these rules. And I would recommend that Matt's book, the Self-Directed IRA Handbook, second edition, has got to be on your desk. It's got to be there dog-eared and the chapter on prohibited transactions, you've got to read that. I know it's it's unbearable and you'll probably fall asleep multiple times, but you can pick up my book to wake back up, you know, get a little excitement in your life. But oh, were you <laughs> sorry, I forgot he was I'm sitting, sitting right here. I'm still sitting here. And then uh, uh and then also we have got several podcasts in the history on these prohibited transaction topic. Yeah. Go unpack those. We're just trying to have some fun today, hitting the highlights. These new cases are crazy. Now this one, this Roth stuffing, kind of yeah. sounds, it's Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. You know, I, I love stuffing. Yeah. I'm a stuffing guy. I like a little cranberry. Um, mm. uh, do you like nuts in your stuffing? Like I don't cashews? like, I don't like the nuts in it. I, I just, it's kind of like on the same with cookies and brownies. I'm like, just leave the nuts out. Mm, I like you know? What about celery? Are you a celery guy in your stuff? I like celery. Give oh, me yeah. some celery. Sometimes I, my mom is, would overpack the stuffing with too much celery. So I kind of yeah, got a little yeah. PTSD on that. Yeah. I, yeah. Just enough. Maybe some celery salt, but, Ooh, but so ch- you know, chunks of celery. Yeah, a little onion, maybe. Yeah. You know, and you know, everybody has these elaborate stuffings, but you know, I'm just a stove stop, a, so, a stove top guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just throw in the water, throw it in, <laughs> bake it up. What? Your mom's yeah. making chicken with stove top? <laughs> Mom, I'm going to Tommy's tonight. They're having stovetop. <laughs> that was person. right before the uh, uh, meat. Lo- no, the um, oh, what was the meat when you add meat? Hamburger helper. Oh, yeah, that was right after the hamburger helper. Oof. Yeah, we grew up in the '80s. So it was like that's like three thousand calories five, right yeah. there. <laughs> Little hamburger good. helper and some <laughs> stovetop stuffing. <laughs> Woo. Woo. We're gonna have it's gonna be a banner day at the Kohler House for Thanksgiving. Okay, all right. Roth okay, Roth stuffing. stuffing. Okay, now this okay. is a thing. The IRS has kind of coined this. Roth stuffing. They don't like it. <laughs> okay. okay fair enough. They don't like it. It's Pray not tell. A, okay. Roth stuffing. What this is, is someone who has an asset or an investment. And the common one is a startup or maybe some stock options that you've earned personally. And you're trying to stuff them over into your Roth because it's tax-free. So there is actually a- So you own it personally. Yeah. You owned it or you've earned it personally. So you're calling up the and company like, and go, don't and give it like, to me. Yeah. Don't give it to me. 
give it to my Roth IRA. Uh, okay. Okay. Because putting a startup in your Roth is great. Yeah. I mean, that's what Peter Thiel did. Right. Exactly. And that's what people are trying to do. They're trying to be the next Peter Thiel. But remember, what Peter Thiel did is he bought the stock with his Roth IRA. He was one of like six co-founders and he bought the stock early, but they were raising their initial capital to start the business and they had no business. They had barely a, a product. They had no customers. He didn't earn it for being a good guy. He didn't like, earn oh, Peter, being a good guy. You get a hundred shares. They needed that initial capital to buy their servers and do all their stuff. They need to get off the ground. And each of the co-founders helped fund that and throw in the initial capital. They were the seed money to get the thing going. Okay. So what you can't get the owner for like, well, I'm going to go be the work guy doing all the work. And so I want my Roth to take that ownership. Your Roth can't get the benefit of you doing the work. All your Roth can do, and I'll go back to my principle at the beginning, all your retirement account can do is invest. Mm -hmm. It gets ownership for making an investment. So if it invests 5,000 bucks in a startup that at that time was super speculative, like PayPal, that could turn into a billion dollar company like PayPal, that can work. That can be a legit structure. Mm -hmm. But it was because they were raising capital, they were selling shares at the very beginning, and you invested at a low valuation where there was a ton of risk. Now, the one that's the easy one is the stock option one. Hey, I work at this company, I work at a startup, and we get this one quite a bit, and my shares are about to vest, I've worked there for three years, but I want to buy them in my Roth IRA. Can't do that. Because mm. they're giving you that because you worked there. Mm. Now, if they're like, hey, we're raising another round of funding, and we have some investors putting in money and the shares are a great value. You know, you believe in this company and it being amazing in the future. You could invest and you could buy, but this is your Roth investing. I've got to be honest. I, I hear your mouth moving, but I'm thinking about potatoes and gravy. And uh, <laughs> I lost you. Stuff, yeah. I'm like, I lost you at stuffing. Yeah. yeah I'm uh, I'm like, oof. Uh, so I want to know, do you put your stuffing in the turkey or do you cook it in a casserole dish? I like it in the turkey. Ooh, I like traditionalist. I do like it in the yeah. turkey, gotta but you got to make sure it's not too moist. Yeah. Sometimes this is the great. Okay. The best is a two-step method. Oh, okay. You do it in the turkey first to get that flavor, uh, and you pull it out and you do it in the in the oven for maybe crisp it up. Yeah, it'll crisp it up a little bit. Ooh. Just because you lock in the flavor. Ooh, I like that. crispy outside. Get it, you know, yeah. a little moist inside. You know, I think we need to title this show. You know, cooking techniques. We should have Martha Stewart on. We should. We should have called her up. You know. Damn, I mean, I got we missed that we missed yeah. opportunity. We got to, we got to give show. her a buzz. Next yeah. Show. Yeah. No, uh, whew, I am so excited. Turkey Thanksgiving dinner is one of my favorites. All right. Well, everybody, wow, this is good. Um, just, I just love this whole industry. This whole topic It's just been such an amazing ride. Um, Master Ernst really has blazed the trail. It's so fun to be a part of this podcast. We've got incredible employees at directed IRA. We are growing so quickly, but we're scaling properly. The customer service is off the chart. How many five-star reviews do we have now? Like 600 almost. I think we're 580 or something like wow. that. Yeah. And if, if you aren't happy, we want to know about it. We want a five-star review. We Our team is bending over backwards for those five-star reviews. I think they get a, a coffee mug or something if they... Mm. They, they get, get a sticker. We have a little sticker drawer. You know, they get a, they get a it's sticker. It's got like, uh, like in the football, college football helmets, they get little stickers yeah. for tackles yeah. and yeah. all those <laughs> yeah, things. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I, I just want to encourage all of you to, to continue on. And what do you say? You say invest on? What, Stay uh, calm and self-direct on. Ooh. Well, you should trademark that. Yeah, we should, huh? Yeah. yeah. Roth thought- and roll, stay calm, self-direct on, you know, all those little catchphrases. But we really <laughs> want you to invest in what you know. And I was just on earlier this morning talking about this and trying to share this message of self-directing. Many of you listening to this podcast, you're already, 
you know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid as we like to say, but we want to also make sure you're doing not it right. Not Tom Jones Kool-Aid. I mean, we're not, yeah, this you're, you're, you're going to wake is, up tomorrow. Yeah. This okay, is Kool-Aid man. Kool-Aid. Okay. okay All right. With enough. the sugar and yeah. you know, you know, the fruity the plunge. flavors. Love the plunge. Yeah. yeah okay. This is what we're talking about. All right. <laughs> and, uh, but, but we want to make sure you're doing it right. Okay, because there are some things you need to learn, and we've seen people screw it up. We want to steer you clear of the wrong ways to do it. It's not rocket science like we say, but it is. got to learn the rules. So um, just make sure you're avoiding some of these situations we've talked about. Get educated. Stay involved. Listen to our webinars. Stay engaged in the podcast. Keep learning. Um, we're, in, we're here for you. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll see you uh, soon. We sometimes are able to get a couple uh, shows in a week or at least once a week. We're going to be here. Please share the podcast, if you would, with anyone that's looking to increase the value of their retirement accounts. And give us a quick five-star on the podcast itself, if you don't mind. We just want more people to hear this message. We appreciate your patronage. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next week.